darkness. He translated you in a place that you could not translate yourself in heavenly places. And God created all of us for his glory. For his glory, we are always created to give God praise and glory. So we you just praise God with me for about a couple of minutes. <laughs> Son, 
That's why we come to church. We don't come to church to be seen, to be recognized, to be somebody. You cannot be nobody in our Christian center. We all are somebody. We all are the temple of God. We all are God dwelling place. That may every person in here somebody. No big you, no little you. We all of his temple. And guess what? We all need to be changed daily. And this is the place that God has set aside for OCC family to come to be changed. Because he's soon to come. We all know that. Amen. Amen. Come on, Betty. Hallelujah. Understanding spiritual repenting versus fleshly repenting. There is a difference between spiritual repenting and fleshly repenting. Spiritual repentance is more than feeling sorry. You know how you feel sorry, okay, God exposed you. So other than that, you will never be at the altar repenting. You repent because somebody found out about your dirt. That's to me, that is a fleshly repentance because six months later, when the temptation come again, you back into that same sin. Fleshly repentance is repenting for the same thing over and over and over and over again and never changing. Spiritual repentance change you. Amen. Because the Bible said that we uh, confess our sin and repent. He is faithful and just to forgive us. Not only will he forgive us, he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So a spiritual repentance bring about a change in your life, change in your action, the change in the way you treat each other. But a fleshly repentance will last this for a season. Because you repented, because you felt sorry. You repented. More uh, re spiritual repentance is more than regret. You know, I just regretted God. I just regret this regret. That is more than regretting, regretting. More than downing yourself. You know how we get so down on ourselves because we mess up. Man, I'm always messing up. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, God, forgive me. No, that's a flesh for repenting. Because if you so down on yourself, why don't you change? See, it, that a spiritual repentance proves itself by the way you live and the way you act. It's more than <laughs> blaming someone else for your action. Well, if he would have done this, if she would have done that, I was all right. No. No. That's not a godly, sorry repentance bring about a change. But a worldly, fleshly, godly repentance does not change your spirit. Fleshly repentance cannot change your spirit. Only the spirit of the living God can change your spirit. Because only the Holy Spirit 
contain your spirit. Have you wondered in your mind why you've been repenting for the same thing and still doing it? Come on now, just look at your life. How many times have you repented for that sin? You cried, you moaned, you groaned, you felt sorry. Because the Bible declares when you repent, God will cleanse you from all unrighteousness, from that sin. Now you might mess up again, but it should be that same sin over and over and over. He said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> spiritual, spiritual repenting is making a complete change from what you used to be, from where you used to go, from how you used to act. Y'all just looking at I know your mind going to have to be gone because how many times have you repented for maybe oh, saying things that you shouldn't say to people and you thought about it later on and you repented but then a week later, a couple of days later, you back into saying something to somebody else. The Bible said, examine yourself. Find out whether you in the faith or not. You need to look at your life. Check your life out. How many times you've been doing the same thing over and over? And, and it's like we got a license now. We can mess up and we can repent it. The blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can just go to the Bible and say, God forbid that you use your freedom for occasion to sin. That we lay on his grace and mercy. Oh, God is merciful unto me. So, God said, God forbid. Because you know why God knows exactly what you're planning, what you're thinking before you thank him. He knows your downsetting. He knows your uprising. He knows your thoughts from afar off. Everything is nothing hidden from God. The Bible says all things lies naked and open before God. You might can hide from me. You might can hide from anybody else. But I guarantee you, sister and brother, you cannot hide from God. Why? Your body is the temple of the living God. Everywhere you go, God go with you. He's dwelling in you. He's living in you. What you say and how you treat people, God listening to you. You know how we can talk nice with God saying you talking nice, but you're not nice in your spirit towards that person. Fleshly repentance cannot change your spirit. It can only make you feel good. For a season. You know, some people, how you know how some people uh, change? They just uh, wait for God a hundred miles an hour, but they messed up and oh my goodness, so you ask God to forgive you. Uh, I mean, you knocked me down getting in the church now. Yeah, you just start out, yeah, I got to get to church, I got to be the church. Oh yeah, God been good to me, God. And I, I'm telling you, look at your life. Three or four weeks, you know how we get relaxed. Now the rush is over. You know how when the, when the virus hit, we all were 
this carrying on and carrying on. You notice how you're not so into Christ like you were at first. See, last year, a couple years ago, we all, and him, I dwell. How I many of uh, So he that dwells in the secret place, that was everybody was laying on. He that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. I will say, Oh, but Lord, he is my refuge. But you know, I noticed that. We have that, that closeness to God, that sticking after God. Everybody, you're in a more relaxed mood. You're not mindful of God like you mindful of God. Like 9-11, you got God. Everybody had a flag when they called saying, in God we trust. <laughs> Police department, fire department. For season that, I mean, you couldn't even find them in a store because everybody had them on their car saying, in God we trust. But about six months later, where are you signing God we trust? But with me in 97, you couldn't find a flag in no store. People had two and three on your car. Flagging and God we trust. God we trust you. God we trust you. But where's your flag now? Are you trusting God now? What made you put that flag up? What was your purpose for putting that flag up? That was a fleshly move. It was not a spiritual move. If it was a spiritual move, that flag would still be up in your car. You would still say, I'm still trusting in God. Amen. It's not from your spirit. It was from your flesh in fear that if God should say, Thy fool, God know your heart doesn't Amen. trust in him. But you wanted to trick him, fool him, so he could protect us. That was the whole purpose for protecting me. That's not about my spirit that I trust you. I want your protection. So holy. God did not speak to see flag this flag. Hey, God. I said, it's amazing. The police department had them all on their car. We're already there. See, it said, it said to God, I trust you then. But now that everything is settled down and everything is over, I'm back to myself again. Ain't just like your child always running to you for money. The money that's the only time you see him, he show up and want something. And after that, you don't see him anymore. Yeah, you, when they come home and walk in your door, you know, what do you want now? Because it's not normal for you to come around. What we treat, we think. But we treat God the same way. You have this sign, I imagine, when, hallelujah, when Abraham or Isaac, I don't know where they can look down at earth, but I know God can. And so all of these flags flying, all that God could see from heaven was signs saying, in God we trust. I said, woo. 
Some got three and four all in front of your house. And you flag flying. I guess he looked down the day and said, uh oh. <laughs> 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 he might say, uh, Jesus, come here, my son. <laughs> Say, I know I'm old. I had the beginning. And I, maybe my sight not so good. But I'm looking down on earth. I don't see any flags anymore flying and saying, God, we trust. So now, Jesus, you're a little bit younger. When you look down it, do you see any signs? Say, no. Well, call some of the angels. Well, as mercy and goodness, they are walking on earth with the people, protecting the people. I told them mercy and goodness will follow you all the days of my life. He said, mercy, is there any sign down there? Mercy, no, not one. But what happened to the people that said they trusted me, flattered me? You know how we like to deceive people? If you try to deceive God, make him think one thing, but you cannot deceive God. Think about it. Why did you even put a sign on your car? What was the purpose that you cannot have that same sign today? I just want you to see yourself. You're not ready to go home. That's why God said He's giving out His Christian sin in all the churches space to repent. Thank God. Thank God. And He wants us, like I say, examine yourself, see yourself. And that's one way of seeing yourself. Fleshly <laughs> repentance will keep you returning back to your old ways, back over again. The Bible says, saying, um, said that we acknowledge our sin. He is faithful. First John chapter one, verse nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from some of the unrighteousness. We should be pretty clean people here today. You know how many times we have repented for the same thing over and over that let us know that we only repent with our emotion. Because yeah. the Bible declares he cleaned us from not some of our sin. He said he will clean us from what? All of our sin. So if he cleans cleansing me from all my sin and I keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over, something is wrong with that picture, right? If he said that he's going to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that he's going to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, when we repent from our spirit, not from our emotion, what from what we feel, not because we feel sorry, but we godly. You can be godly sorry, but there's a change in being godly sorry. Amen. You know, well, it's true. It's just like a child, a young girl get pregnant. She hollered and she cried and she declared she's sorry for making a mistake. But then nine months later, she pops up with another baby. Was she sorry the first time? 
I don't think so. They should continue on and on. When she saw it the first time, the second time, no! When you sorry for making a mistake, you do not make that same mistake again. You will do everything within your power not to make that same mistake again. You know how we say, well, I ain't got to worry about me. You know, we always say, God, we say, God, you, God said, I need to stop worrying because that's where it started. <laughs> I don't know that one, but God says, don't waste your time. He said, the Bible says, we acknowledge our sin. He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all, from all, from all unrighteousness. If we admit that we have sinned, God has given us, God has forgiven us of our sin, our life will change. The Bible said, if we do not acknowledge our sin, see, when you godly sorry, you acknowledge your sin as being a sin, not because of people find out about your sin, but you sin before God. David said, God, I made a terrible mistake. I had a man killed to get his wife. He said, but God, I didn't sin against the people. Okay, I can handle the people talking and criticizing folk fighting. But God sinned against you. And you only have a sin. You was godly sorry. I can deal with the people. Turn yourself around with the thing that you think. 
if you program your mind, we would be teaching on that to think positive things. Come to the word of God, nothing can shake you. Nothing can turn you around. Amen. You'll be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Because it starts in the thought of your mind. That's why I'm saying how we're not spending our time fighting devils, spitting up demons. No. You know what God said to me this morning? You notice that Jesus didn't spend his time spitting up demons and casting out demons out of himself. He said, you watch De Jesus. Jesus cast demons out of people, but he wasn't fighting no demon for himself. What did he use? The word on himself. He used the He used the word. He ain't got to beat the devil running all that. He can't run that fast. <laughs> no. He said, it is written. Use the word. That's what God given us. Use the word. You cannot spend your time thinking that you fight the demon because you're not fighting one. But you cast them out of people. Unsaved. Watch Jesus like. He was casting them out the unsaved. But if an enemy or his mind attacked him, what did he use? The word. The word. What are we supposed to use? The word. The word. I know. You bind him up to somebody else. But you notice you spend all that time and all that time and all that time and you still fight the same, going through the same old thing. And I was wondering, God, I've been watching different ministries. They don't be talking about fighting with them. And I watch them. They walk holy. They live holy. God said, so that's because they know the war is over. The victory has been won. We are to enforce what God has already done. But we spend too much time calling yourself fighting somebody, and it's not there. You fight your own self with your own thoughts. And if the devil had that kind of power over Christian, we wouldn't stand a chance. That he can run in and knock us down whenever he wants to, do what he wants to, and all that. And then Jesus, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Jesus dwelling in me. The spirit that dwells in Jesus dwelling in us. The Bible says the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelling in us. And, and we have supernatural power of the Holy Ghost dwelling in us. And we are powerless. I don't think so. It's what you think from that old bad teaching. And a devil under every bush. And I mean, to give the devil more power than Jesus. Always talking about what he's doing. He's doing absolutely nothing no more but you tell him and assign him to do. Thank God I learned that earlier from the night. I doubt the devil is busy. Busy. Have you hired him? Did you hire him to be? Did he? Did you have a sign out and say, "Help needed"? He's coming. The devil busy. And always, Bobby, don't you tell me no devil busy with Jesus Christ dwelling in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and, and the spirit of the living God declared it dwelling in us. And you're going to stand up and tell me the devil busy? 
That's why I started to pray for me to walk in love with people. I'm all right now. I had a problem. I had a problem with you telling me the devil got you bound up, but I know who you are. And I know who dwells in you. How can he find up a body of Christ, which is God's chocolate? We are the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. We are the body. The head not bound, neither can the body be bound up. We're not thinking. We need to think. We need to think. We are not thinking Christian. We need to think. How can this be? How can this be? I had to think. God, how can this be? When you one minute, God, how can this be? One minute. That's it all I have. <laughs> God bless you. You know, we will continue this um, teaching. This is really good. Some of the deals with sin that we don't consider to be sin. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Amen.